welcome to the Wellness and Chill podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Schultz, certified nutrition coach specializing in helping women gain muscle, take care of their gut health, and gain confidence along the way. Each episode, I'll be discussing wellness topics ranging from nutrition, fitness, mental health, and how we can all work to get closer to our authentic selves. I might even bring on a few special guests along the way. Thanks for taking the time to listen today, and I can't wait to get into the episode. Hey everyone, today I have a guest who is my friend Rhea. Um, She is an entrepreneur and has her own activewear line. Um, She's honestly super inspiring to me, and I think all of you are really going to get a lot out of this episode as well. So Rhea, uh, do you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, You're very inspiring to me as well. Um, Yeah, but I'm Rhea. Um, I'm a 19-year-old entrepreneur, founder of a fitness apparel line called Bolt Active and personal growth content creator. Um, And yeah, I'm here to answer your questions and share a little bit of insight on what it's like being a fitness entrepreneur, what it's like being in the fitness space, and talk about more about what I do and about my brand Bolt. So I'm very excited to share that with everyone. Yeah, I love your brand because I think that unlike other activewear brands who are just kind of like selling shorts and sports bras, like yours actually has a bigger message behind it, which is really empowering to women. Um, So do you want to tell us a little bit like of a background about your brand Bolt and why you kind of started all of that? Yeah, so I started doing social media marketing freelancing, and that's kind of what slowly eased me into the idea of even owning a business Um, with doing social media marketing services for other businesses. For some time, I realized that I wanted to put those skills to work on something my own, something that I was passionate about. So being in the fitness space for the past five years, I was really passionate about that. And I wanted to do something in the fitness space. And I started thinking about okay, if I'm going to make a business, what makes me different from the millions of other fitness brands out there? And I started thinking about what it was like being a girl in fitness. And every single fitness brand out there is targeted towards males. And if it is targeted towards females, it's more in the style of yoga and Pilates and like Lululemon, which is a great way to get active, but it's just not what I was interested in. And I know a lot of women are scared to start weightlifting, even though they want to, they're just scared to pick up the weights because it's very intimidating. So this is my way of helping empower girls and say, Hey, you can be, you can be strong too. It's okay to like pick up those weights. And I'm really just here to empower young women um, through my styles and like the functional side of it, more comfortable um, and all of that stuff. Yeah, I love that. And I saw that you just released a new collection and I love the branding behind all of that. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about your newest collection? Yeah. So in the very beginning of it, my my idea was to be more of like the leggings and stuff, like what was trending. Um, But after taking a step back, I realized that like wasn't really on brand and on point with my mission. And I wanted to be more of the, the functional style, like Anaka Power and Dark Sport and that sort of stuff where it's like, it's fitness apparel, but it can be also worn outside of the gym because it's it's just so comfortable and so functional. 
And so I started thinking about that. Um, I even had for my last launch last year for my summer collection, um, I sold some stuff, but it wasn't doing like obviously as well as I wanted to. Um, so I put on like the growth over comfort. That's like my huge, that's my huge thing. <laughs> um, I literally live by that mantra. And so I put that on a hoodie using Printful. And I just wanted to test it out. Um, I'm sure I was, was going to get like a couple of sales, um, but I didn't really think much of it. And like those popped off really well more than my, than my like activewear sets. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. I definitely think I should transition to more of the like comfortable, loose fitting clothes. Um, so after networking with some people, um, Printful, I decided to step away from that platform. For those of you who don't don't know Printful is a platform where it's print on demand. That basically just means whenever someone places an order, they make it for you right then and there and they ship it out to the customer. So it's really good from a business perspective because there's no overhead. Um, you don't have to buy inventory all at once. But from a fashion designer's perspective, it's not the best due to the fact that you can't personalize so much and you know you can only print front center. There's no option to go on the side or have like reflective vinyl or whatever you want. Um, so I started speaking with people, you know, other entrepreneurs in my area. And I ended up connecting with the guy that I'm working with now. And he's amazing. Um, I said, this is what I have. Um, this is my vision. And he said, I'll make it for you. Come, I'll help you bring your vision to life. Um, so that's kind of where I am now. I have a background in graphic design. I studied that in high school. So that really helped me a lot with designing um, the current designs that I have now. But yeah, I'm really excited to see how everyone, everyone likes the new designs just because I've been like working on it for so long. Yeah, for sure. I really do like them. I like um, this collection is yeah. your comfort zone will kill you. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes really well with your brand and it's just empowering and someone who does lift and go to the gym. I like what you were saying, like a lot of the clothing, the activewear clothing that is targeted towards women is a lot of like super girly type stuff. And I don't know about you, but like when I go to the gym, that's kind of when I feel like the most badass, like lifting yeah, the weight. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be wearing always just like a pink sports bra with a matching leggings or shorts or whatever it may be. Yeah. So like, I really like your designs and kind of how you went about creating all of that. Um, I know you did say that you have a little bit of a background in the graphic design. Um, did you go to college at all for that? Or was that just what you learned in high school? Yeah. So my high school was a little bit different than traditional high schools. Um, so I'm not sure if they have that in your area or whoever is listening, but I'm in Vegas. So here we have a program and it's called a career and technical Academy short for CTA. Um, so you apply to go to the high school and there's different programs. Um, so for example, my school, um, you could study nursing for the four years. You could study like sports med, which is ironic that I didn't go in that. <laughs> ironic that I didn't go into the business one either. Um, but we had like a multitude of different programs and you basically have that as your class. So for me, I was in the digital media graphic design program and you have that as your class and then you continue with the other classes such as like math, science, English, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I really locked out on having that under my belt and um, with that, you know, for the four years, we studied like 
Adobe Illustrator, learning how to use that, Photoshop, all of that good stuff. Um, and then when I graduated, I didn't think I'd ever use it again because I knew I didn't want to be a graphic designer, but it turned out that I wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah. Um, so that helped out a lot. Well, that's amazing that your school had that because yeah. my school didn't have that. Our school had like, uh, it was called a career center. So <laughs> instead of a normal high school, you could go to the career center, but that basically just taught like certain trades, yeah. um, not really like graphic design. It was more like uh, nursing, cosmetology, uh, stuff like that. Our school also had a STEM school, so like science, technology, engineering, and that's actually the school that I went to. So pretty, <laughs> pretty different from what yeah. I'm doing now. Um, I wish that I had kind of an opportunity to study graphic design or something more creative. Um, but I think it did help me in some sense, like the background in science and stuff with my nutrition that I do now. Um, but definitely not providing me skills to become an entrepreneur in any sense. Um, everything I learned there was sort of just self-taught. Um, yeah. But did you know from like a young age that you wanted to kind of be your own boss or is it something newer that you discovered? Yeah, I mean, it's cool that your school even had that because like that in itself is something different. Like most high schools, like, oh, I'm sorry, but the American school system is like not the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, so growing up, I kind of, obviously you're asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like your entire life. Yeah, <laughs> um, question. yeah. And it obviously when you're a kid, it changes, it changes all the time. And I, I kind of had interest in, you know, random careers. I, but it didn't really resonate with me um, and until high school. High school is like kind of when you have to start getting serious about thinking, especially your senior year. Um, you have to get start, starting to get serious about, okay, why am I interested in? How should I monetize this? What am I going to major in? Am I going to go to school? All of this different stuff. And senior year, I remember having this conversation with my best friend. Um, we were having a conversation about that. And I said, honestly, I... I want to be the boss. I didn't know when what capacity, but I knew that I don't work well being told what to do. Yeah. And she said, I can definitely see that for you. And we just kind of went on with the conversation. I didn't really think much of it because even though I had that under my belt, I didn't know exactly in what capacity in what industry. Um, but I just knew that working for someone else, it's not where I thrive. Um, so going back to being in high school and being in the career and technical academy, um, college is very pushed on me and especially in like an immigrant household. So not going to college was definitely not even a thought to me. Um, not in a bad way. It's just, I, I never saw that for myself and I never thought what, like, it was just kind of a default. Um, so after I graduated, I ended up going to UNLV, which is a, um, a local university, I went to school there for psychology because I was interested in like learning how the brain worked and all that stuff. Um, like I watched videos on it sometimes. I had a little bit of an interest in it. Right. Um, I ended up liking it for like the first week just because it was college and I, <laughs> I kind of was excited about it. Um, and then after that, I kind of stepped back and I was like, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I wasn't doing so well in my classes. I really was zoning out during my psychology class, which is like, if I'm not 
enjoying my psych 101 something's wrong yeah (laughs) Um, so I kind of sat back and I was like why am I here and a kind of light bulb went off and it was like I'm here because I thought it was a default like I definitely don't have to be here and that's kind of when I sat back and thought what can I do that doesn't involve a degree Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel that similar pressure to go to school. I mean, I think it's a default for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't really even think that there are other options out there. Um, I'm also a college dropout. Uh, I'm glad that you decided after, you know, only a week or two that it wasn't for you. I unfortunately spent two years of tuition on college before I realized that it wasn't for me. Um, But similar to you, also, like, Being a senior in high school, I remember everyone kind of saying what school they were going to and what they were going to be majoring in. And I just never really knew, like at a young age, that, you know, I wanted to be a doctor or I wanted to do this with the other people around me, which always really stressed me out (laughs) because I didn't have a clear, like, goal or path of my future. Um, And I always, like, my grades were always really good. I was a pretty, like, good student. Um, My grades were good. So I felt like I had to go to college. Um, Everyone around me was going to college. So for the first year, I just went also to a local community college to try and just save some money, um, especially since I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I went into it just with an undeclared major. Um, And then my second year, I went to a bigger university where I basically had to choose a major in order to even continue to take classes. So then I went into nutrition, which I really enjoyed the classes of nutrition, but not everything else. (laughs) Yeah, not everything else. Like I just wasn't in the right mindset to be away at college at that specific time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of left college with the idea that oh, I'm going to go back to this one day when I, you know, just take a break and figure things out. And now it's been like three, four years later and I'm not back in college. Um, And I am happy about that. I, I quickly realized that there are other options. You don't have to go to college to be successful. I think there's certain majors that you definitely need to go to college for, but for others, it's not like, that is your only option. I think that, you know, there's a path for everyone, but not everyone needs to follow the same path being college. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know you said that like your parents always saw you going to college. So when you wanted to leave, um, how did they feel about that? Did they support you with that decision? Yeah. So uh, my parents are divorced. So I, I live with my mom. Um, and you know, my dad, he, he did go to college, but he ended up not being, you know, successful in that capacity. So, um, his opinion is low-key relevant to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry, dad, if you're listening, (laughs) um, but my mom, it was, it was kind of funny because I didn't really know how to break the news to her (laughs) Um, with her paying for it. And and obviously I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, but the end of semester came and she was like, okay, when, when's next semester? Because after the fall semester, um, obviously there's a little bit of break and then you go back and she was just asking when's, when, when are you going back to school? And I was like, you know what? Better time than ever. (laughs) Um, and I go, 
never <laughs> and she's like what are you talking about I'm just like I'm not going back and um from there it was a little bit of a, a conversation got uh, heated here and there but yeah. I, I explained that I was passionate um about pursuing entrepreneurship and I was really confident in taking the leap of faith and you know, kind of reassured her that I wouldn't do something like this if I wasn't confident in my abilities. Um, and we went back and forth for some time. And obviously, um, her being a nurse, and, you know, her only knowing that, that that's the way to financial stability, um, it was a little difficult for her to grasp on that. Um, but I think after a couple of months of, you know, me continuing to work on, on this business of mine, I think she started to see how serious I was. Um, so I think, you know, for the for the most part, she's supportive. And even if she wasn't supportive, I, I know from, you know, at the bottom of my heart that it's because she cares about me and, you know, doesn't really understand um, the implications of having a, having a career online, having a career in social media, because it's, for us, it's normal to have a career on social media, but right. for, you know, the generations that grew up without it, it's like, how are people making money from their phone? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those generations, it is hard to kind of wrap their head around. Cause I know it's similar with my parents. Right. Um, when I did drop out of school, I honestly dropped out on like a random Thursday. Like it wasn't <laughs> even the end of a semester. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very impulsive, I mean, not impulsive because you followed your gut. Yeah. The weeks leading up to it, you know, were not very good for me. And I knew <laughs> that it was like boiling up, but yeah. it seemed impulsive to others around me. Um, and similar to you, I think my parents, they strongly discouraged me from making that kind of rash decision. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they welcomed me back home with open arms. Um, they just said, you know, if you're going to drop out of school, you have to at least get a full-time job. So that's what I did. I got a full-time nine to five job, which I honestly didn't mind um, at first. But then when COVID hit, like I honestly just didn't want to be working in the public so much with everything going on. So then I was kind of forced to find work online. And at that time I was taking my nutrition coaching um, certification. Then when COVID hit, I finished that and then started sort of this little business on Instagram and online, creating a website for myself um, and also freelancing with social media managing work. Um, so it was similar to you where like I didn't always I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss because I didn't really enjoy having to request time off of work oh, yeah, know, months ahead of time or yeah. If I'm sick, like having to be scared to call in that they were going to be mad at me or fire me. Like I still relate to you. <laughs> like those feelings, I'm just like, this is not for me. Like I just need to be able to do my own thing and have that freedom. So yeah. I can completely, you know, relate to you on that, um, on that spectrum. But yeah. oh, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was just gonna chime in and say that like corporate life, you know, it's a, it's a great career path, um, but definitely not for everyone. And I yeah. think it's difficult for some people to come to terms to that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think another thing that helped me really realize like, okay, you're not going to fail and, you know, live under a bridge if you drop out of college, like you're going to be okay. And because 
like college isn't the only way there's people who graduate with a degree, a four or five year degree, and then they can't get a job for years after, you know, finishing college. And I see that with so many people. So many people are in careers that have nothing to do with their major. And I'm like, I don't want to spend all that money if Mm -hmm. I could, you know, do something for myself just from like learning things online and kind of creating a business and a brand for myself. So that's Mm -hmm. what I'm currently doing. And it's still a process, you know, we're not completely there, Mm -hmm. but I can honestly say that my mental health and happiness is so much better just from letting all of that go and kind of following my passion and at least enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I might not be rich off of it, but I'm a lot happier and that's what's more important to me anyway. Have you read the four hour work week? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. You should totally read it. I mean, if you were local, I definitely let you borrow my copy, but I've read (laughs) it so many times. Um, And I I just asked because in that book, it talks about the value of time. Yeah. And it compares someone, let's say like they're making, I'll just throw an arbitrary number out there, like six figures a year, but they spend so much time at their job that their time technically, like they're, if you think about it, like their time that they're being compensated for and their time that they're like living life, like mm-hmm. they're poorer quote unquote than the person who's making 50,000 a year, but they have a lot of time to yeah. do what they enjoy and they have time to travel and spend time with their family. Their time is more valuable and they're quote unquote richer, not in obviously the, the sense of they're making more money, but they have more time to live and they're well, you know, obviously time to live, like what what they enjoy. Um, So that's just very interesting to me um, because financial stability obviously is important, but at one point, you know, money can't buy happiness. Um, So it's about that, that fine balance of, are you being overworked? Um, All that stuff. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that I'm also constantly trying to balance is just time, like hustling, doing work and also creating like balance and time for leisure and trying to just, I think that's uh, one of the things I wish I knew more um, Mm -hmm. before maybe going into this sort of career path is that, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it's hard to kind of turn off work mode at the end of the day and relax. You have to really focus on setting that boundary within yourself saying like, okay, from this time I'm going to work, but then after that, or once I finish this, I'm going to relax for the rest of the night because I feel like at least in my mind, I'm always thinking of like, how can I make things better or what can I do next week to, you know, maybe make the social media posts or whatever it may be. Like my brain is always on. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the same for you or not, but that's something I'm working on. Oh yeah. Definitely in the beginning of it. Um, especially with grind culture on social media. Um, yes. I was always, I was convinced that like every minute of my day spent, be spent productively. Um, but what I didn't realize was productive. Like it can be productive to also relax yeah. and finding that, finding that balance is very important because if you're working too much, then you'll end up getting burnt out and you just won't be in the right mindset to even be creative or come up you know, be a good problem solver. But obviously on the other side of it, if you're spending too much time relaxing, you know, not, not yeah. much is being done. Yeah. So it's really important to like find that balance and 
it's different for everyone. You know, I was thinking about scheduling my day and, you know, I'm going to work from this hour to this hour. And that just wasn't ideal for me. It may be helpful to someone else. Um, but for me, um, I, I work best, um, doing more of the flexible style where, you know, I have this at this time, but, you know, from three to five, it's kind of a do whatever. Um, so that's just an example, but I think it's important for people to realize if you're in kind of a work from home remote, remote um, or unconventional career that just because someone else in your field or industry is doing things certain ways, time management is, you know, it's different for everyone. We all have different tips and ways that our brains are wired. So. Yeah, for sure. And you also have to think like, you know, am I okay? Maybe like you said earlier, spending more time to myself and doing the things that I truly enjoy and maybe making a little bit less money Mm -hmm. or, you know, is it more important for me to spend all my day stressing and working all the time? And then you're missing out on, you know, just the little simple joys of life. Right. Exactly. But like, what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I know in a corporate career, like you have less of a choice and when it comes to your schedule. Um, But for those like you are working from home, working remotely and, kind of have a little bit more flexibility, um, to their schedule. Um, sorry, I don't, <laughs> let me backtrack. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, when you have more flexibility to your schedule, um, it's important for me to, to sit back and do things passively that I enjoy. Um, so, you know, in terms of relaxing, like I would like spend a lot of time on my phone on like social media and whatnot. Um, but I think it gives you more time to do the things that run like painting and, you know, reading and it helps you be more creative. So that way, when you're in that creative mindset, it helps you solve problems better when you're actually, you know, getting down to what's important. Yeah, that's a really good point because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, I think I talked about this actually in a previous episode of we like to just fill every single moment of time doing something. So if we're just sitting there in silence for even five minutes, it's so just second nature for us to pick up our phone and mindlessly scroll like Instagram or something. When instead, like we can use that time to, like you said, do more creative things or read or even like learn some new skills or something like that um, instead of just mindlessly scrolling because I feel like that never really gets us anywhere. It doesn't really make us feel good after. Um, Social media is definitely a blessing and a curse, I think, in our generation. Yeah, it's so addictive because like once you're on the app, you're just bound to scroll and who knows how long you can be scrolling for without even like gaining anything from it. Yeah, Um, it's definitely difficult, especially if you're in a space where you use social media on a daily basis for your career. Like it's difficult, but where you have to say, okay, am am I just mindlessly scrolling or am I, you know, batching content or am I doing this for a reason? So it's definitely, it's very difficult. Um, and it's addictive for like literally everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The do not disturb button has become like my new favorite when I'm just trying to focus on things because every time like a new notification pops up, it's so hard for me not to just like answer it immediately. So that's why I'm like, I'd rather not even get them. Yeah, you're bound to do it. And like, I saw that you had like the notifications thing um, where like uh, you can set your phone to like focus and then yeah. that, you don't get like specific notifications, but you only have it for like important apps. 
And like, that's very helpful because just even having it on, like your brain is like, okay, it's time to like focus. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but back to your business, what advice uh, would you give to somebody who maybe doesn't know like what career path to take, or is kind of debating, like taking the college or a more unconventional route? Yeah, so I think it's very difficult because a lot of people, when they don't know what career they want to take, um, they take a very, I don't want to say wrong, but kind of head-on approach to it, where they like evaluate their interests and their kind of personality and then kind of reverse engineer where they're like, for example, I like art. And so they kind of type in like careers for people <laughs> who like right. art. That's like a good way to start and like get the ball rolling. But I think there's only so much you can do there. I think it definitely like comes to you more naturally. And I think with experimenting with different hobbies and trying new things, I think finding out what you don't like will help guide you to what you do like. Definitely. Even if, you know, for a lot of people, I think we talked about this earlier, for a lot of people, they they think that they'll be interested in something and they think that they'll be a good fit for this career and then they hop into it and then they realize that they don't. Um, so it helps them transition to find something that they're a better fit for that they would never find. So I think trial and error would be my biggest piece of advice. Um, and then also just trying to, to monetize things and get very creative. There's, there's ways to monetize anything yeah. like with networking, my mind has, completely changed my mindset has completely changed to see the different careers that people are doing because with the the technology that we have and the potential reach that we all have it's possible to make money doing anything um so definitely like I would say get creative um speak to more different people um using networking apps um and just kind of be more minded and receptive to the more unconventional careers because there's definitely something out there for you um that you just might have not found yet yeah no that's really good advice because Mm -hmm. even like you said like when you maybe jump into a career that you realize that you hate something about it you can kind of see like okay what is it that I hate about this job is it that like for us it was being told what to do what hours we had to work and stuff like that Um, And just kind of see, okay, what careers maybe don't have that. Um, And like you said, also just talking to people, um, volunteering, even joining clubs in school, just to really fine tune your passions and what you're good at, what you are interested in. Um, It's really, really helpful. But yeah, trial and error, everything is a learning experience. So nothing is, you know, a waste or anything like that. Exactly. Mistakes, you know, all that, it's just redirection to something that's, that's more suited to you. And I'm, I'm sure your audience is part of the younger crowd. So you have like a lot of time to figure it out. And even if you feel like you wasted time doing something, it's not a waste of time if it helps you get to something that's, that's more suited towards you. Yeah. And also don't be afraid to like take a year off after high school. Like don't feel the pressure to jump right into something. If you're not sure about it, you can take a gap year and, you know, volunteer or try new things and just see what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, you will get there. And I think another thing is 
a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves because they think that whatever kind of career they choose is what they're forced to be stuck with for the rest of their life until they die. But you can literally change, you know, your career or pivot your business a hundred different times throughout your life to, you know, suit whatever interests you at that specific time. Yeah. I like that you uh, you use the word pivot. Like that's just the the best way to explain it. And the gap year is, it's a little unconventional, but it's not a terrible idea for a lot of people, especially with that, this time of our lives being like so transformative and we're all just trying to find ourselves and really mature as a person. So with that, like that's an excellent time to even just work, you know what I mean? Like work, save up, find yourself, all that sort of stuff. Because this, the, the college age range, um, like the 20 somethings is such a transformative period of your life. And it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's a time where you have so much going on and so many new changes that it's honestly like unrealistic to believe that every kid that age knows exactly what they want to do and what part they want to take in society and all this stuff. I mean, you know, it is important just to slow down sometimes and just not give in to that pressure that everyone feels, especially in high school. But um, so where can people find you and your brand Bolt Active? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and that's just my name. It's going to be Rhea, R-I-A, Patog, P-A-T-A-G. And if you're interested in copying or checking out my brand, um, that's Bolt Active. So that's B-O-L-T-A-C-T-I-B-E.com. And I'm very excited to connect with your listeners and hopefully your listeners got some value out of this episode, but I'm glad to chat with you. Like, I feel like we touched a lot of bases in this episode. Yeah, for sure. And thank you so much for coming on. I, like I said, you really do inspire me and I'm happy that we were able to connect because I feel like our stories are so similar and like so many different ways. Um, But I hope that everyone also did enjoy this. And I think that, you know, you can hopefully take something away from this, even if it's just one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you so much for coming on and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really great being able to sit down and talk to Rhea and just kind of get other perspectives of people who work in non-traditional careers and who didn't go to college and are still just navigating life as a young entrepreneur. Um, If you guys have any questions, please feel free to either reach out to me or Rhea. I am leaving both of our handles in the show notes below. And thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon.